there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Lisa Shallot. One of the things that I would like to ask you about, Lisa, and I try to ask all of my Time for Coffee guests, is whether they would share a story in which they struggled professionally. And it would be very easy for anyone looking at your incredible CV and the story of your professional life, Lisa, and think that it was a series of one amazing experience after another. You did share the experience at the German company, which was not what you had expected. But is there another story in which you hit a roadblock, maybe you were in over your head or had challenging supervisor or difficult colleagues or something. And most importantly, how you came through the other side. So there are so many stories that I could tell. I'll tell you two quick ones, if that's okay, because there are different times in my career, but I hope that they are helpful to share. So when I was an associate on the Japanese equity sales desk in New York, the Japan desk was small, the trading floor was vast, and it was mostly focused on U.S. shares, the U.S. markets business. And so there was that being a small desk in a big football field size of a room, which revolved on its own axis. But I had some tough clients. And because when I was in New York, when I was reaching out to them, the Japanese market was closed because the Japanese market would be active during our nighttime. When you're in New York, there was no urgency at all for any clients to respond to my call. And how do you create urgency? There was this one client that it took me a year to actually speak live to. And every day I would leave a voicemail for this client, not even speak live, leave a voicemail. The voicemail was limited to 60 seconds. You could re-record it if you screwed up and inevitably got cut off mid-sentence. But I had to find a way to succeed with this client. It was very important for me to build a relationship with this client. And that was made clear to me. And it was something that was a personal goal. And so every day I would come in and try to leave the perfect 60-second voicemail for this client, not knowing whether the client listened to that voicemail, if it went into deep space or whether there was ever going to be a return on that investment. And let me tell you, 60 seconds is not a long period of time for a voicemail. So the challenge would be I'd have to try to leave the voicemail and inevitably get beeped in the middle of it and have to re-record it. It became the laughing stock of my desk in a very supportive way. But it was hilarious that I was trying to do this every day and it would take me a while to do it. And that was tough. It was tough to find the determination to come in and do that every day. I felt like an idiot. 
But you know what? In a year, it maybe the client timed it to see if I'd last a year, but literally a year to the day that client picked up the phone. I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> I, I didn't believe it. I was leaving my voicemail and then the person said, and that sounds very interesting, Lisa. And I, I froze. I, I almost didn't know what to do. I thought it was a joke. Someone was playing a joke, but that became a very valuable relationship after that. And it taught me a lot, but going through that, I mean, I definitely had my lows wondering whether I had chosen the right profession, wondering whether this was a waste of my time. And lo and behold, it worked out. I would say the other thing is that as I've been in these roles where I've dropped into situations where I don't know anything, where I'm surrounded by subject matter experts who know more than me and who know they know more than me, or where there's something that I need to do to drive change, often these roles can be very lonely. You're bringing new things. Sometimes people don't want to change. They know more than you. How do you overcome the loneliness and a really profound sense of ownership of the risk of doing anything, assuming you can even make the change happen. And I found ways to believe in the mission. I found ways to challenge myself to see things from others' perspectives so that I could win them over and get their buy-in. But believe me, there were many days where I just felt really on my own, even as part of a team, because I was trying to drive new things. And you learn a lot from those experiences, but they're not necessarily always fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing those, Lisa. It reminds me of the other Asian country that you and I share. It, I should say just being in Asia was the experience that I had living in China and learning about the Chinese culture and the importance of knowing how to eat bitterness. Yes. And if you can can grit it out, you will get to that better place. But you have to develop that tough skin and determination and just put your head down and muscle your way through those difficult times. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.